Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Ryan's here. Hola. Hola, ¿cómo está usted? Muy bien. Uh, sí. Bienvenidos a los Estados Unidos. That's a lot of Spanish. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for making my podcast a uh, a choice that you've made. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate you listening. Um, if you could write a review if you like the episode. If you're here for Leslie Ann Brandt, who's great on the episode, hopefully you're listening now. And if you like it, you'll subscribe to the podcast, write a review, follow us on our handles, which are... At Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. That is absolutely true, Ryan. Yep. Um, it really helps the podcast out when you write a review and and and, and listen. That's all I have to say. I want to say thank you to all my patrons out there. Join patreon.com slash inside of you if you want to uh, give back to the podcast. Many people give back. There's different tiers. I give little gifts and notes, and it's a community. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash inside of you. If you want any merch, go to the Inside of You online store. Tons of great stuff from Smallville script sign to Lunchbox Smallville sign to uh, inside of you mugs and inside of you tumblers and, and and lots of great things. So also pictures, autograph pictures. So head out to the inside of you online store. And, uh, you know, great episode today. Also, I'm going to be at some conventions coming up. Cool. Uh, St. Louis, Missouri, I believe. I, you know, I don't know when this is going to air. So, oh, this is this is this airs Tuesday. <laughs> Jesus, I forgot. Okay. Um, I will be in um, St. Louis coming up. I will be in Illinois, Metropolis, Illinois, June, I think, believe, 10th and 11th. Tom Welling will be with me. Then I go to Australia from the 17th for two weeks. So make sure you get your tickets to Sydney or Perth uh, and so on and so forth. I think I'll be in Liverpool in May as well. So anyway, Leslie Ann Brandt is fantastic. She's fantastic on the show Lucifer, which is a huge, has a huge, huge following. Oh, yeah. Well, it was, in the, it was one of the biggest shows on Netflix last year. Isn't that something? If not the biggest. And you never would have thought that. Because it's a show that I've never really seen. Well, it came uh, from network TV, and then it got put on Netflix, and it just blew people up. People love this show, and uh, good for them. Good for her. I'm glad it's such a success. And we get into a lot about the show. We get into a lot about her fitness and her well-being and everything else. She was completely open and honest, and I loved, loved having her on the show. So without further ado, let's get inside of Leslie Ann Brandt. It's my point of view. Listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. The older you get, <laughs> the, the tender you get. The, the more, more tender. The more fragile, vulnerable, yeah. all of those things. See, that's the thing with you know our age, my age. You're younger than I am, but a lot younger than I am. How old are you? I'll be 50 in July. Yeah, so is Chris going to be 50 in March, and I just turned 40. Wow, 40. Yeah. You don't look 40. Well, thanks. You really don't. Uh, but yeah, the big full oh. It's the skin. Oh, thank you. The skin's just really supple, soft. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I put a lot of effort into moisturizing and sunscreen and 
How important is that? I never did that till I was in my 40s. You should listen. So Bill Burr does, we have- You we, said Bill Burr? Yeah, the comedian. Okay. So we, I, uh, I went out for dinner with him and his wife because our kids go to school together and, you know, we, it was like New Year's Eve and, um, but he has this great joke where he talks about like ashy skin because his, his wife was like, you need to moisturize, dude. Like you're like <laughs> really- about to like, like you're like a kindling right now, you know, <laughs> but he was like, he was saying like, yeah, when I go back to Massachusetts, uh, Guys look so much older because they're not moisturizing. That's <laughs> true. Are you listening the- to this? If you guys are listening, if you get yes. anything from this podcast today, I'm telling you, moisturizing changed my life. Yes. My friend Chris is like, Rosenbaum, because that's how he talks. He's like, Rosenbaum. Yeah. You no. got to moisturize, man. You have you to. to moisturize. You live in California. It's yeah. dry, sunscreen. And then as we age, you know, texture changes. Well, I get those spots now. I'm getting spots on my head, uh, like little like discolorations. So what do you have to go get those burnt sun, off or something? Sunspots. Yeah. You yeah. don't get those, do you? No. Well, oh. you know, my melanin challenged friend. You know. <laughs> I have exactly. some natural <laughs> protection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've, uh, yeah, because you grew up in South Africa and it was, uh, is it pretty hot there usually? Yeah. It's, um. Very hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. Very hot. Um. It, no, we have four seasons, right? You know, so we do have like autumn and winter and uh, fall, as you guys call fall. it over here, fall. Um, but I like the accent, don't you, Ryan? Yeah, it is. Let me hear the uh, the 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 real the real South African accent is not sexy. I mean, can you imagine going to bed with someone like this and being like, "Put it in me right now"? <laughs> it's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cute we joke me and my friends joke about that all the time now do uh, a lot of people talk like that when you go back that's how they talk n- no my accent when i go back this is exactly what i sound like with my family you do that you that, can't it's, it's like it's like an automatic thing and now that we're talking about south africa my south african accent will come out more and then when i'm around because my parents live in new zealand i moved to new zealand and i was just like two weeks before my 18th birthday. Right. Then when I'm around my Kiwi friends or Australians, then I sound like more like a Kiwi. You could do so many accents, can't yeah. you? Yeah. Let me hear. No, I can't. No, don't do that. Don't do Let that thing. Let me hear. Well, <laughs> New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, kind of, Kiwis. Yeah. How, yeah. how do they sound? You know, like, how, how are you, mate? Well, no, like, uh, no but, but, not like, but not like Australian can be very more like twangy. Like, I didn't really understand the difference between Australian and New Zealand. People get upset by that. Yes. And then I went to, then I flew uh, to New Zealand. Uh, I flew to Australia via on Qantas, and I heard the dif- the difference between this and this. This and this. This, yeah, like uh, please place anything you have to declare in the declaration <laughs> bin, like this. <laughs> and ki- and Kiwis are like, yeah. So so, and Kiwis are like, yeah, I'm gonna go get some fish and chops. Fish. Say that again. F- fish and chops. Wow, Fush. that's such a subtle Fush thing. Fish and chops. Fish and chops. Yeah, mate. Yeah. It's, it's almost like Owen Wilson was doing it. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> wow. it's, like, it's just wonderful. It's like fish and chops. Like, no, but I love accents. I used to prank call when I was like, I don't know, 10 years old. You and prank Kento. call people. Yes. Like, wh- like, what do you mean? Like, I used to prank call people too. Yeah, but I would just do accents. Like, like wh- I was 10 years old. And the thing is, <laughs> my parents used to get really pissed off because back in the day, 
we're talking like you know early 90s you paid for every call in South Africa oh, that wow. you made so I, who are these people that, have, yeah, that you've been calling exactly I don't know exactly I don't know who they are but it served me well when I moved to LA because that's how I practiced my American accent was just to be American for a day you know jump into American right now just go ahead keep oh keep come on <laughs> this is fun I mean, uh, I wish I could do a bunch of that. I mean, I could do some stuff, but like, you know, usually they're impressions. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. When I went and did my audition for Lucifer, I went in exactly like this. I just was conversationally yeah. American. I had no idea. I would have thought, where would you say she was from when she's talking like this, Ryan? Go ahead. Keep talking. Natural. No, oh, it's, Cal it's Californian. Kind of sure. California. Yeah. <clears throat> kind really? of little California. Yeah. Oregon, maybe. Or <laughs> <laughs> Oregon. Oh, <geez. laughs> Just you know, uh, yeah, no. So I used to. That's how I. That's how I fooled them. And then at the end of the audition, I'd be like, "Oh well, thanks, guys." And they're like, "Wait, you're not from here?" I think they like that. Yeah, I think they like hiring. You know, like someone who comes in and does American accent. They're, oh, they're English. Oh, they're Australian. Oh, they're but they don't, and they could just turn it on and yeah. turn it off. It's something. It's like, ooh, that's a real actor who can do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about it, which I think is sometimes like. It's hard for you, you. We grow up with American television, so you know, from a young age, I was—I mean, I was watching American TV, so I got to practice. And if you have an ear for it musically, then you know. But you guys don't grow up watching South African TV. No, I no, mean, most don't. people confuse like a Kiwi accent with British, and it's very different. What was your favorite American TV show growing up? Ooh, don't tough. say Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two. No, all right. No, I loved Murder She Wrote. Murder, murder she, wrote. she wrote. I wanted murder she wrote. I know. Um, I wanted Angela Lansbury to be my grandmother so bad. Wow. Um, Do you know I've never seen an episode of that? What? Is it how really dare good? you? I've seen Golden Girls. How dare you? But I've never seen. How dare? Me? Have you seen Murder She Wrote? No. Should I watch I it? Does it hold yes. up? Yes. Yes. Think about it's mysteries, it. Mysteries, right? Crime solving grandma with a typewriter. Is she still alive? She yes. She didn't. She do. She did. Um. Uh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. She made. She did the remake of Mary Poppins and you know selling the balloons. In the oh park. really? I didn't know yeah. that. Do you yeah. know that? Right. The only yeah. way is up. Like the only. She sang yeah. that song. Really. The only way. I don't know. I'm sorry. Have you ever? You sing. Mm, yes. What do you mean you say? I thought I read something where you were you're a singer. No, I'm not a singer. I mean, you sing. I mean, I can't hold a tune. I. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying. Uh. So I've sung. Four times on TV, Ooh. right for the show. But I don't say I'm a singer. I can just like hold a tune. So you know when you're flat. You know when you're like sharp. If I'm off key, I know. You know that. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of like, will I go and cut an album? No. Really? No. I'm not a great singer, and I've cut two albums. I'm working on my third. How dare you? I, I, why I am trying to live my dreams. <laughs> Stop it. And I just don't care. I'm in here to crush your dreams. <laughs> Do not be a dream crusher. I got a friend, Tom, my buddy Tom Lally. And every time you say anything, he'll just crush your dreams. We call him the dream crusher. Really? I mean, it's you like could say something cloud. like, dude, I'm getting my house painted tomorrow. And the guy gave me a great deal. How much? <laughs> And I tell him, he's like, you can get so much better than that. Yeah. Dream crusher. Yeah. The Little rain, things like that. Rain clouds. That's what I call them. Yeah. Rain, rain clouds. clouds. Yeah. But yeah. he's a, he's relatively a positive person. And these days, when you're the older you get, you really have to alienate or or, or sort of get rid of the people that are negative energies. Oh. That are just bringing you down. They always have problems. Do you have any friends like that? 
You know, what I've learned is to just have different expectations of people. Mm. So if I'm in a, and, and that's some advice that my, my, uh, a really good friend gave me. Cause I think you're just, you, then you don't open yourself up to anything. Right. So you just go, Hey, if I'm feeling down and I want to wallow in some shit, I'm going to call you. <laughs> so you know what you're getting. Yeah. You're like, oh, we're both going to complain yeah. for an hour. Yeah. That's what this is about. Yeah. Or just, uh, you know, give people permission to do it or you yourself. I always check myself like that. Like if I'm disappointed about something or upset about something, give myself permission to feel what I feel. But then don't wallow in the shit for too long. Yeah, that's the danger. You know. We as actors or I mean, I just in general, I think I'm very sensitive to energy like that, you know, because I because I know I know where I can go if I allow myself to. So, I, you know, I just do things. to. How far can you go? Well, you just get I mean, I remember when I first moved over to L.A. and like I moved by myself, left my family. How old were you? It was like before my 30th, I think, like. Oh, so you haven't lived here that long. Not well, really. 12 years. Ten, okay. 12 years? This is my 12 year, 12th year. All right. I mean, I think, hello. Fuck. Yeah. I think I've like earned my spot in LA. I'm guys. not saying you didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying it's. Oh, you're a newbie. Wait till you're here for 40 years. Oh, uh, well, no, I haven't been there that long. But, um, but go ahead. But I just remember um, just allowing, like, you know, because this, this is the town for. Hollywood and business crush and dreams. just crush dreams <laughs> and everyone you can put your feet up by the way no, feel I free don't. to you do whatever you want and, and also just to be you know like I, I I knew what I wanted to do when I came here but I I remember just people being like oh yeah everyone's come up everyone's come over from New Zealand to try and be in you know Hollywood good luck darling or oh, you know oh who do you think you are you're just gonna come over and fuck up you know like and I'm like, I just can't be around that. Right. So I got my husky. You got your dog. <laughs> I got my beautiful husky. And that was your best he, friend. He was like my my homeboy for like a long time. And it was just like, I'd go, we'd go to Barry's boot camp together. He'd be, you know, there when I'm auditioning. He'd be there when I'm crying and I didn't get the, you know, the job. <laughs> yeah. He'd be there when I got the job, yeah. you know. You know, I, I still have like grandmother's friends. Who I'll I'll meet them and they'll go. So what are you you doing in an act? It's very difficult. It's very hard. And I just go with it. I'm like, yeah. I know. It's like, are you sure you want to do something? I get know. into this business. It's very difficult. I'm I like, know. and I could sit there and go, well, I was actually, you know, it worked. I, you know, but I I don't. I go, yeah, yeah. It's tough. The See, struggle the, is real. I have the flip side in South Africa where you do one gay spot, people think you're famous. Really? Just one <laughs> spot? They're like, they, think, they were like, you were on CSI New York. Oh, my. You were on Chuck. Word. You were on Chuck. Oh, my word. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you've done a lot of work in these 12 years that you've been here. That's a lot of work. I really? mean, look at the resume. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? I mean, you started out doing a lot of shows in South Africa, right? No, I started in New Zealand. Actually. Oh, New Zealand's yeah. where you started the acting? Yeah. So you weren't even interested in acting when you were in, up to 17? Well, here's what you have to understand. So I was born in 81 mm. in segregated South Africa. So I went to segregated school. So this was not something that we were – It wasn't. it's not even something you dreamt about. You didn't really – even if your child had remote talent in any sort of artistic way, there just was not any resources. People were just trying to survive, right? So – 
when my father got to, he got a job opportunity, we moved to New Zealand and there, because the industry is smaller, the degree of separation was smaller. Like I knew no one who was in the business in South Africa when I was growing up, but you'd meet a makeup artist in New Zealand and I was doing a little bit of modeling and then I was doing some commercials and the way I actually got into it, I always performed in school. Like I did the choir and- mm -hmm. See, the singing, <laughs> there it is. That's where it all started. Um, you know, I never got cast in, in any plays at school though. Like really? at my high school, I know I auditioned but I never got Wasn't caught. that an ego, you know, squash? No, I was just like, mm, All right. whatever. Um, and then uh, my family got the brunt of the one man plays at home. So I was oh. fine. I got <laughs> I got my audience. Right. Um, but when I, it was a casting director who pulled me aside and was like, you should take this seriously and figure it out. So, because I had a whole life. Who was this? Her name's Annabelle. Annabelle Lomas. Do you still contact her? Do you still no, talk to her? No, but I think she's still audition. She's. I always talk about her. And you like, thanked her you, ever? Did you ever yeah, thank her? Oh, you no, have. Of course, yeah. yeah. You know, um, she put me in. I think she was the one who was casting Spartacus. Yeah. Wow, she's yeah. the one who cast Spartacus. Yeah. Here's a funny story about that. So this is talk about totally naive. That was an intense show. Intense. Very. And intense. also, we were like one of the. We were like the first. Like really Rudy nudie shows. It was you know, nudie. Like, like really Rudy. I saw Rudy. a few episodes and it was nudie and Rudy. Yeah. Very nudie and Rudy. So, um, but like so wonderful, like heightened language and like the costumes and the world. I remember walking on there just being like, oh my. What God. was the language like? Well, it's, you know, it's Stephen DeKnight was the showrunner and he was just so wonderful. I worked with him. Yeah. He directed an episode of Small. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, you know, it's like. Your ha my hands service dominant alone. She would not be pleased to have yours laid upon me without her consent. Like that sort of Jeez. stuff. You know? um, it's like, fuck off. In like a very polite <laughs> way. Completely. <laughs> Don't touch me. Um, wow. And I auditioned for that show. I, I'll preface this by saying I was an IT recruitment consultant before all of this. And then I worked in sales and marketing and I was a Red Bull girl. I had like a whole life before acting. Wow. And then uh, I go and I audition for two shows, one local and then Spartacus was for stars and American. And I call my agent and I walk out of the Spartacus audition and she, I was like, I got it. And she was like, oh, well, I'm glad it went well, but you actually have an offer for this like other show. So wonderful. Like you can take it. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to do the American one. And she was like, no, Leslie, this is not how it works. I was like, Alice, I've booked the role. I'm fine. You can tell them no, thank you. Well, they haven't called me. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, and Alice is like, all right, darling, we'll just table it for now. And we'll, you know, 45 minutes, she called me back. She goes, well, you got the role on Spartacus. Wow. I don't know. It's a blind confidence, you know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out. And it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here. Have been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp, when you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's like, 
the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Inside of you is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Senolytic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I use it. It's a product that I didn't, they weren't even my sponsor when I was using this. And I was like, wow, why do I have more focus or energy? Why do I feel better? Why do I feel different? It's because I take Qualia Synalytic, Neurohacker. Look, if someone would have told me, Ryan, that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I wouldn't have believed it. But uh, I tried quasi-senolytic, and the rest is history. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle-aged feeling. Also known as zombie cells, they're old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, quasi-senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all the ingredients together. And Neurohacker Quasi-Synthetic has a 100-day money-back guarantee. Oh, I have, I have more energy. Uh, I feel younger. Uh, I'm more productive. I will tell you that. I'm more productive. And uh, I feel like I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more enthusiastic about my life. I definitely feel that. And uh, for me, the aches and pains are less lessened by this. So that is a real important thing for me. Help resist aging at the cellular level, folks. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside. Neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R. Neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Inside of you is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synaletic. I just sent some of this to my mother and she's starting to notice the differences hmm. in herself. And, she, and because I noticed my mother was always had brain fog and and she couldn't think clearly. And, and you know, and, and I, I was like, well, this stuff works for me. And what's great is I didn't even, they weren't even a sponsor when I started using this. Um, have you heard of Synaletics yet? 
Well, listen, it's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago, and they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Senolytic. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, hello, sluggish mental and physical energy, hello, associated with that middle age feeling, hello. Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And they must believe in their product because they have a 100-day money-back guarantee. It's pretty amazing. I felt higher energies. Uh, I feel uh, more focused. Um, younger. I have to say, because a lot of these things make me feel younger. I feel more uh, productivity happening in my life, a little more enthusiastic. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What did you get from working on that series? I mean, how, well, how uh, difficult was it? It was, well, it was challenging in that it was only my second job. So I still, when I you know, when I look back on the show, I can see how green I was. And I was just, and I'm still a sponge. I still look at myself as, I mean, I don't think I'll ever not be the the new girl in my mind. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, I read somewhere that you like always, you love to work with people that are, I guess, better than you or more oh, experienced so you could learn more. Totally. Punch above my weight. Right. Like, you know, always, because I want to learn. And I learn from even people making mistakes or people not making, you know, the choices that's needed and scenes. I learn from just watching um, but in that show, I learned the real, and I actually pulled a lot of the importance of what like makeup and costume can do for a character. And I brought that into Amazon Lucifer, you know, cause right. she had like, you could, you could tell a lot about who she was by how she presented herself or how she walked into a room. Right. Um, uh, I learned a lot about, and I didn't know, I, I guess it was trusting my instincts about like you know, protecting yourself on a set with nudity and like what you were comfortable with and just being very. Uh, so you had to be nude. Yes. So I, I did. Bum, and you had never done that before. No, bums and boobs. Bums and boobs. Bums and boobs is what I did. I did not do the murk and stuff. It's not my jam. Were you nervous? No. I modeled before. So it was. Well, you didn't model nude. Yeah, but you're like backstage and you're like whipping Changing. stuff you off. Changing, you don't care. You yeah, have no, but you're I'm, like... I've never been hung up. For me, what was more important was gratuitous nudity. That was not mm. something I was into. Right. So I remember like one of my, co well, the costume they wanted me to do was like basically 
piece of fabric and then you just have this like boob out. But my chastity was being preserved by my boss as a gift and I was like her right-hand person. So I go, well, story-wise line, that doesn't make sense at all. Right. Like, I'm not walking around with a teddy whipped out like <laughs> for an entire season. Right. I'm not comfortable. Um, this is what I'll give you. And so I, that was what I was comfortable I'll give with. you some side boob. I'll that's give you all some you side boob. Uh, that's what I'm comfortable with. But these, but I didn't, I was having these sorts of conversations, you know, without pre Me Too and all of that sort of stuff. And yeah. I, I really do credit like being raised in Cape Town, honestly. And like my dad was like, you don't do anything anyone. You don't do anything. You don't allow anyone to make you do something you don't want to do. Like that was always drilled into my my wow. head. Um, so I think that's why I never got involved in like drugs or drinking. Really, get, never have done drugs or. Of course, I mean we've all done. Oh, but you just like, didn't get involved. No, with drugs. yeah, right. I wasn't you the tried kid. It. Oh, I was like, no, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm gonna. I have a biology test to study for. <laughs> Seriously, and they'd be like, right. yeah, fucking nerd. And a murder like, she yeah, wrote marathon. Murder she wrote exactly. marathon. Yes, good. I, me and Angela Lansbury have a date. Yeah, <laughs> good, good luck. for you though. Hey, good for you. You're strong. You don't have a, an addictive personality. No, and I have friends who do. Right. You know, and family members who do. And so I, if I didn't feel like it, I didn't want to do it. But um, that show taught me a lot about sort of not just the craft, but like the business. You know. The yeah. business, because it smacks you in your face when you come to LA. It's like, psh, psh. yeah. My first team member was a uh, was my lawyer. <laughs> really, I was the first person. First person. Oh man. Because I was like, oh, you gotta really like make sure you're protected over here. And not only that, it's amazing how when you have conversations, when people want to rep you, those conversations. It is just they throw everything at you. Oh my! You're God. wonderful. This is where your career needs to go. They talk about you like you've always wished someone would talk about you, and you're like, "Of course, I'll sign you as my manager." Gosh, you really love me. And this is the thing: our my our like as a South African, our natural instinct is like, "What do you want?" Like when someone, <laughs> I don't trust you. Like literally, I don't trust when you. When someone comes at you like it's like, "What do you want?" <laughs> um, you're making me uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. So I, uh, no, it was, it was, this is a great, this was a, it was a good show to like dip my toe in, you know? And then the period, the period was wonderful. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Why now, you know, I read that you didn't go back. There was, yeah. what were the reasons you didn't come back? I was a local hire when I was cast on Spartacus. And when I came to the States and I got representation and, you know, I really wanted like a sad contract, you know, and um, Andy at that point was sick and we knew like he wasn't coming back. And it for me, like I had a manager who did not handle the situation well and I fired him subsequently um, after that. But uh, I really wanted to I had that golden ticket. I had the visa. I had a working O1 visa. And I was like, I just, I got to back myself. I've never not done that. So you could have gone back and done it and just played it as a local hire and made way less money. I still to this day don't get residuals on that show. Mm -mm. 
Yeah. So, you know, I think I that's d- a misconception about a lot of shows. Like people think, you know, you get a lot of residuals from things. Those dry up pretty quickly. Yeah. And especially with streaming now, they haven't figured it out. Yeah. So, you know, Smallville's all over the place and nothing or I have other, Sh- you know, whatever. Sure, sure. Um, but it was like I was negotiating like as a local. And I mean, this is no disrespect to the local industry because New Zealand has got wonderful crews um, and actors. But we were as actors. And I don't know if it's still the same because I haven't worked there since, but like bare minimum, like negotiating for a trailer, you know, just to, and you're about to do like a nude scene or something like that. And these were the kinds of things that were being used in negotiations. And I was just, I remember coming over in like two weeks, within two weeks, I booked like a recurring role on CSI and I booked Chuck. So like one day it was like an assassin with, you know, um, Zach Levi and like, in um you know uh fighting yvonne and and then in the afternoon i'm kidnapped by neo and you know i was like wow this is hollywood <laughs> this is, this is fun, amazing man. Yeah, yeah you're really doing it totally and but i had i it was so much it was so collaborative you know from everything from hair to makeup and then i was like i made more money just doing that so yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, I think at the time it broke, there was this like, she was greedy. She was, I'm like, I wasn't greedy. I just. Isn't that, they, they could just make you look so bad. Totally. Like I remember, I, I've talked about it ad nauseum, but then, you know, just like, you left Smallville. What is he doing after? Why would he leave? I go, I didn't fucking leave. How many times do I have to tell you? I got mad at Kevin Smith. I go, Kevin, why did you say, I, you know, that I didn't leave. I, I was supposed to do six seasons. I did seven. Is that leaving? That's giving yeah. them another fucking year, man. Yeah. But, you know, it's no matter how you do it, you look like the bad guy. They like to paint that picture. Yeah. And I do, I do, I mean, it was so, like, it's such a, you know, non-thing. And they, they, was, they replaced the, the role and the, another wonderful actress, like, got to, to have her take on it. And no hard feelings at all. Definitely a hard thing to go through as an actor. And an, a, another wonderful lesson, like, no one's irreplaceable. Right. So good lesson to learn there. Um, yes. But what happened was within that two weeks, I met Jonathan Littman and Christiane Reed, my Brockheimer producers on Lucifer. And I did that. And when I auditioned for Lucifer, they go, oh, we remember you from CSI. Thank you so much for like, that was so wonderful. So like, had I gone back, I wouldn't have done CSI probably. Right. I and didn't have- you replace, ironically, someone on Lucifer? I- did um yeah if, for whatever reason it didn't work out at the right. table read and um and uh my understanding was there was just creative differences in like what the character was going to be and i went to that audition in like full leather bra <laughs> leather pants <laughs> the girls in the waiting room were like wow no one else was doing that no you just went for it i went for it same way Oh my God, this reminds me of my very first acting gig. Uh, I was supposed to be this princess from this fictional island, right, in New Zealand called Diplomatic Immunity. Right. I had no idea what I was doing on that show. But I went in like bikini top just because she's supposed to, she was supposed to be protesting at like a pageant. And they looked at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm just, I don't know, trying shit. <laughs> and I got the role. 
You know, it's when you just go above and beyond. Sometimes it backfires. I, I did an audition for <clears throat> Mike Judge, and I thought, you know, he's weird. He does a lot of weird shit. I'm going to go in there. And I went in so weird, and I brought like a ceramic dog, like a little ceramic dog that I thought it would be, be funny for the character. And I just set it on the desk, and I didn't really make a lot of eye contact with Mike, and I just kept in this character and this voice. And then afterwards, I go, Mike, to my manager at the time, I go, how did I do? He goes, I'm going to be honest with you, man. You, you really scared Mike Judge. You really made him uncomfortable. Wow. <laughs> what? How did I make Mike Judge uncomfortable? And so you got to take those chances, though. You take a chance and you're like, because it might just work and it, it might not. Yeah. But do you, you get nervous before auditions? Totally. You do. I still do. I mean, now it's changed a lot because now we're self-taping, right? Yes. Good old COVID. And it's got its pros and cons. You know, you get to tape as many times or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I used to have this really hardcore nervous tick. Like my leg would shake and my bottom lip would quiver. Always. It, in the beginning. My first audition in Los Angeles, I took a giant dump in the room. Like stunk that thing out. It was so bad. Well, you mean in the bathroom? No, in the actual room. Like metaphorical dump. Like, oh, like guys, come on! Like who's okay. shitting in audition rooms? Well, my friend Bobby Lee actually did. That's why I say that he actually shit in some guy's office oh, once. Oh no! That's why I was like, did she really shit? She I love this girl. Wow, <laughs> she took a dump in a casting room. But I went in, and we were not used to. 10 pages the night before oh, like this is just like not in new zealand you have the casting director a camera you get a reasonable enough time to learn it and you're completely off book and it's like i don't know like the normal way right for me i go in and i'm like fumbling with the papers and i'm like i'm so and i'm this is my very first and, I, and again i'm so sorry it's just in you know new zealand we don't and i say all of this stuff and this again a wonderful lesson i thank this producer with my whole heart he was like, oh, well, you're not in New Zealand now. So thank you very much. And like, I had to leave. I didn't cry. I was just like, all right. Were you thinking about it? I, I was like, man, man up. You're in Hollywood now. You're in LA. Wow. You gotta like man up. You're not New Zealand anymore. Yeah. Are you yeah. glad he said that? Yes. You are? 100%. Not at the moment. Well, that I'm not in New Zealand. What do you mean? Not in the moment when he said that. Uh, uh. No, I was embarrassed. I was, right, I right. felt awful, you know, but I, uh, again, think I was raised by a wonderful man who was just like, take the knock on the chin, you know, figure out what you have to do. And then you get back up again. Right. Uh, was and, your mom tough like that too? Yes. My mom was hard. My mom is very nurturing. She is very nurturing. Um, and, but my dad, I was like my dad's son for 11 years until my brother came along. So like, I was like changing tires and, wow, you know, playing, like playing field cricket, hockey playing field hockey. Do you and, like ice hockey? No. Oh, how dare I can't, you. I can't follow. I'm like, where's the puck thing? Like um, I could teach you in five minutes. You'd but also, invoked. here's my other thing. Also, why the fighting? Why the smushed faces against the thing? Why is the knocking of the teeth like a... A thing. I'm gonna just be brief on this. Okay. There's an emotion when you're playing and you're moving, playing in a sport that's so fast moving, right? Mm. And you bump into each other and you get kind of like, you know, it's almost like, you know, like, you know, hey, watch where you're going, watch your stick, man. By accident, someone's stick gets near your face. You're like, hey, watch your effing stick. 
And it's just like, it's it's a beautiful sport. But I think sometimes you know it's legal to hit them against the board and take the puck as long as you, you don't take more than three strides or it's a charging penalty. So you can hit them and mostly as long as they're clean, remember, they're you're trying to be clean. Clean hits, a clean Are game. Are they really though trying to be clean? Sometimes there's fights and it sometimes changes the momentum of a game. Sometimes if you're losing three nothing, you're embarrassed. You're in your home crowd, just booing you, and all of a sudden you drop the gloves with the other team. You're like, you, you look at them, and it, there's a man to man kind of. Uh, there's sort of a respect thing where like, you want to go? They they say that you want to go. He's like, sure, let's go. <laughs> Throw them down, and they fight, and they're totally cool afterwards. They just you know they they and they fight. Mm. So it's it's just something that I, I don't know. I love hockey. And I'm more of a rugby girl. Rugby, they don't even wear helmets. They just like yeah, but they don't. They're not like. They're, it's so dangerous. Yeah, they don't wear helmets and they have less concussions. Do they have less concussions? They do. I don't they know how do. that's possible. No, they do. Well, it's because they like they learn proper tackling techniques yes. and there's less temptation to smash them exactly. with a head when you have a naked head. Because uh, what happens yeah. to people with the, like, see, now we're going to get into the football rugby thing, <laughs> which my American friends are like, shut up, Leslie. And I'm like, listen, don't try and teach me football. I don't know football. I'm here for the guac. <laughs> And Madonna. Okay. That's Jesus. what I'm here for. <laughs> I know. They hate me. My husband hates me. My my manager, who's like a big football guy, he's like, come on. Um, but I think, yeah, exactly what you're saying. The helmet and the pads, you feel invincible. It's like putting on like super armor, like, yeah, I'm gonna you know, rugby, it's gotta be strategic. Also, it's the like stop start of the game that I don't get. It's like, wait, now why like why the Madonna headsets there? Did they not figure out how to make like smaller mics? You're talking about football. Yes. Now, like know, why? Right. What? Like, like why is there a commercial every like five minutes? Like, yeah, there's no, kind there's, like, of the, slow. The it's flow, just sort of the yeah, flow. the flow. I like the phases of rugby. Like watching, like a beautiful team to watch New Zealand, the All Blacks. Really? It's like watching. They're called the All Blacks. The All Blacks, and you should see them do the haka. It's like a traditional Maori, like warrior. I've never been to a rugby contest. Come on. Is it a contest? Google the shit. Dude, just Google a haka. It'll like pump you up. Totally. If you want to get juice, if you're like, I got this audition with Mike, whatever, judge. (laughs) My (laughs) judge. And I got to see him again. And like, I got to psych myself up. Go watch a haka. Like, it's (laughs) inspiring. It is. All right. I'll I'll, I'll check it out. Now, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, this is the All game. Right. That I, I, I see what you're saying, but I think have you ever been to an ice hockey game? I have. All right. I think if somebody explains it to you right and they explain you what's going on and what's happening, I think it's very different. And if two good teams battle each other, it's extremely fast. It's a it's a beautiful sport. Imagine you're not just running, you're not walking, you're on these little blades moving extremely fast. Yeah. And it's exhausting and one minute on the ice that you need a break because that's how hard you're skating. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some hockey team would like to invite me to watch them and I might change my mind. Any hockey teams out there? Inside of you is brought to you by Shopify. You know I use Shopify. You guys go on the, you know, inside of you online store and you see how easy it is to navigate for you. It's so amazing. Shopify. I can't think of anyone else that would do this. Uh, the right way like Shopify does. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. It's so easy to navigate. 
And when you want to add discounts, like for instance, I just had a discount where I put uh, Michael 15, and that was my discount code. How much of a percent? 15% off the total order. Easy. Adding products. It's so easy. You put a picture. You just upload a picture. You put a description. It, it, it does everything for you. And the analytics are so easy to use. Uh, this is the most selling product. Oh, I should get more of those. This is the least selling product. This is how much I made for this month compared to last year or last month. It's so easy to navigate. I feel like a pro and Shopify has really helped me do that. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash inside, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash inside. Inside of you is brought to you by Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And look, hair thinning impacts a lot of us, myself included. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol helps support hair growth from within by targeting possible key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and even metabolism. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Has menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many possible root causes at play, and Nutrafol helps address them through a multi-targeted whole body approach. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In Nutrafol's own clinical study, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific possible root causes. With Nutrafol, getting help building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. You could see results in three to six months. Take the first step to help you see visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code INSIDE. 
Find out why 4,500 professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code inside. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code inside. Now you're a, speaking of which we were talking about sports and stuff, but you are in great shape. You're Thanks. always, I see these, <laughs> these uh, like YouTube things where it's like MMA workout with Leslie Ann brand. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You're like, do you think if you didn't work out and you didn't do all these health things, you think you'd be in a bad place. You think health really, or like working out and all these things really stimulate you and help you in, in achieving what you want to. Well, I've always been an athlete. So, you know, I swam competitively. I played field hockey. I played tennis, basketball, athletics. Um, my dad was a lifeguard. I come from like a family of sportsmen. Your dad was a lifeguard? Yeah. Wow. In the shark-infested oceans of Cape Town, South Africa. Did you see a lot of sharks? Yeah. Did you see a lot of sharks? Yeah, I went shark cage diving. I, I mean, this is – hello, Africa. Welcome. Any, you know? any really close encounters where you're worried, like, oh, no, shit? Okay, okay, no, okay. no, no, no. But go ahead. I, but I you respect the ocean. Right. So you're, you know. Um, but I think that being physically active it is important to not just my physical health, but like my mental health. I mean, there's all these scientific studies. You can, like, endorphins are released. You feel better. You have more energy. Um, so I don't feel good physically or mentally if I'm not moving and, and active, you know, be it, I mean, just before I came here, I was at my trainer's, uh, who's like, you know, 15 minutes from you. And, but I'm like, I had to get it in because my husband's away. I haven't worked out for three days properly. I actually had ACL knee surgery like three and a half months ago. So I'm like committed to the my second one rehab and really yeah rehab and working it you know work yeah. out but it's um yeah it's a big part of my family's lifestyle right. is being active and healthy um and not to the extent where i'm like not having you know fun right <laughs> you know because i know people who are like i ought to just be clean it's all the hard time. it's hard to the older you get it's just hard to get in that gym i'm like fuck man it's just like i feel I don't want to do legs ever. And legs are the, yeah. I mean, it's just, you do feel better after you do it. You feel like a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Where do you and work out here? I just, yeah, I have a little gym downstairs, a small gym, but I probably should get out of there. That's what I'm I? saying. Yeah. I knew you were going to say for that. For me, like it's why group fitness was like a big thing for me, like, um, or being with other people. Cause I don't need a trainer standing over me going like, right. you know, I, I just need to get out. And be around. I like the gym. I like seeing other people. And, um, but yeah, I would, I would, I would try and, you know, go see someone. Go, go see Paolo, my trainer. He's great. He's great. He's a transformer. He's expensive, isn't he? Yes. I bet he's like $200 an hour. Yeah, more. Yeah. $300 an hour. No, not 250 I mean, Maybe. I don't know. 225 that's a lot that's a lot i mean yeah. it's a lot but is he is he worth it totally paolo's like body transformer you know his his speciality i mean he transformed tom tom went from like you know season one and two where, you're talking about welling uh no oh tom uh, ellis tom ellis the lead on, like on season one and two you know and tom's always is like a handsome dude but like he gave him like a superhero body like came season four, people were like, damn, what happened? Really? <laughs> yeah. 
And he's working. I mean, he's done it with a lot of cast members. Um, he's just, he's very specific. He's like me. We're, we're both, you know, we eat plant-based. Health and wellness is like very important to us. Uh, we don't, you know, people who don't work out for me, I'm like, it's not that I think, I don't judge you at all, but I go, God, if you only knew how wonderful how this much, is. How good yeah. this is for you. Yeah. I know. It really is. It's just mentally too. Totally. you know, I, I deal with anxiety. I deal with other things. Yeah. Did you ever deal with those things? Have you ever been depressed or had anxiety or dealt with that stuff or not really? Yeah. You know, I think uh, there was one time in my life, it was very, very challenging. My dad was, my mother suffered suffers from uh depression um and so uh she has her coping mechanisms and you know she she grew up in a time and in a country where therapy was not available and south africans can be very like i'll just deal with it it's part of life just sweep it under the rug and keep going you know and we're not we we can sometimes i think the general consensus is sometimes like it's self-indulgent, you know? Mm. Um, but, and I, and I understand why, because that's, life is so different there, you know? It's so difficult it's to just, like, stop worrying about yourself. We've got other issues here. Literally, We've got social like we're issues. Lit- we're literally trying to put food on the table. Like there's right. like, we're literally just trying to like. Snap out of it. Exactly, exactly. Right. Um, so, but I, in high school, so she went through a really challenging time in my final year of high school and I was, you know, 17, I was taking care of my mother, you know, cooking for everyone. My brother who, um, you know, had really bad ADHD, mm-hmm. um, looking after my grandparents at the same time. For a 17-year-old, it was like a lot. It's and a like lot. that was hard. That was like a, a tough time. I was like, oh, okay. And then I would say another was like post-baby when I was just, cause I went back to work six weeks after I had Kingston and I was really struggling to juggle my responsibilities to the show, be a good wife, keep this baby alive, yeah, be an actor, like go back to work, not physically feeling or looking like Do you yourself. You think that's postpartum, is that right? I think I had a little you, bit, you of, that. A little bit yeah, of that. Yeah, I think, and I don't that's think I real. realized it yeah. till much later. I actually wrote a little, I wrote something about it for Self Magazine about just, it was it had to do with like, you know, a women's right to choose and just like what I experienced. Yeah. Um, but. What do you, you mean what you experienced? Just Well, I ex- well what I experienced as a new mother and when I made the, de- you know, like what an abortion is for like a woman and why we make these decisions, right? Um, and I think the more we talk about stuff like that, like the more people feel like, oh, it's not just me. You know, she seems to have have it all together and like wonderful family, but we all have challenges, you know? You just never know what's going on in someone's life. Right. Um, But to your point, working out helps, you know, getting in the gym for me or doing something physical, going on a hike, you know? Get uh, yourself out there. Just 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 go for a walk, do something. Yeah. And my friends who really do struggle with a lot of anxiety and depression, like they talk about how a win for them some days is just having a shower. I'm like, take the win. (laughs) Take Take the the win, honey. Take the shower. Take the win. Take the win. It's okay. Day by day. You know? That's tough. So Lucifer, I mean, is Lucifer over now? Done. It's done. How do you feel about that? 
it's weird. You did six seasons, right? Yes, I was there from the pilot. From the pilot on, I mean, you were there through the cancellations, through the revivals, mm. through the, you've been through it all. I don't think any show has been canceled twice. Was it canceled twice? Yeah. <laughs> That's seldom is that. And the fans got the show back on the, on the air? Yeah. That's just incredible. Crazy. Social media, it's insane. What is, how do you feel when you did your last episode, when you knew this was the end? Because this is a big part of your life. Big part of my life. How did it affect you? It was, it was incredibly like sad, you know, to, there's a familiarity with, uh, with the lot. <laughs> 10 minutes yeah. from my house. I sleep in my own bed. Some mm -hmm. days I finish, I can pick my kid up from school, you know, just like, Having that people are watching. Yeah, people are watching. Yeah. Like to get you know, on a show, people watch and really like, you know, yeah, big and, fan base. And not only watch, we were just recently like Forbes were like, you were the top watch show for Netflix in 2021 or something. Are you serious? Yeah. So like binged or, or something. So like to I don't think you really you know, realize it. Like we I didn't we had no I had no idea what we were making until the show was on for a few years. And then I realized when I would travel abroad or, you know, what that fan base was. Right. Because you're, you're just making this little show in Los Angeles, right? And then you put it out into the world and hopefully it, See what happens. Yeah. Most of the time it, it's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and every once in a while you get a little golden nugget. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's had, it's had this like, uh, this crazy life cycle, the show. Um, I was really sad to, I loved our cruise and we got to do, um, we got to have crews in both Vancouver and LA and they were honestly like the backbone of that show because our set was fun. It was a fun set to go to. And, and, and I think that was something we were all really proud of was guest stars wanted to come and work on the show crew said no to jobs and hoping that the show would get another season you know that's the that's a big compliment and then just you know add COVID on top of that just how much they were busting their ass so we had I mean I just hung out with like Jackie who's my stand-in like she came over and helped me out to walk my dogs it was like Jackie I need help like and she's like I'm like let's watch a movie let's watch Bond so you know we hung out <laughs> I went on a hike with my makeup art artist Hedvig. Like you take these wonderful people with you. you Hedvig. Know? Hedvig from Hedvig Hungary. Hedvig in the English. She she's the terminator of makeup. Hedvig. You look beautiful, darling. Um, and I love. So you Hedvig. miss the crew a lot too. I miss the crew. Who's the one person in the cast that you're just like? I miss all of them, but the one I miss is. That's a. That's you know it. It's on your. You want to say it, but you don't want to say it. I can't say it. You, you can't say it. I don't want to say it. How about top? No, you can't say top three because yeah, somebody's going to be. Gonna be no. well, I'm not even top three. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Here's what I will say: is uh, you know, it's rare to get a group of people as actors six years in who are still as committed to the work. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Six years down, like we all were really like, we have to go out, we have to put our best, we have to show up every day, and it, you're allowed. You know, obviously there were days where you know people are not feeling their best or personal stuff is happening in their lives, but ninety nine percent of the time you're showing up there and it's fun. 
You right, know, it's right. like you're you're getting it's a wonderful rally back right. and forth in these scenes. And our show was like silly, but then heartfelt at the same time. But then had like badass action, but then super goofy. Was it the As, first time you ever had to kiss a woman? Was on Lucifer. I mean, on on TV. Cheese hey, Louise. Hey, dropping those bombs. Hey, those Rosen bombs. Hey, <laughs> but it wasn't the first time in real life. I can't. In real life, he in says. real life. Uh, <laughs> was it my first time on TV? No, I don't think on TV. Probably in Spartacus, you probably did something. No, I didn't. No, I. I'm just wondering if it was like, you know, it's the first time you do something. It's weird. You know, I, I've had to kiss a man before. It's never been and weird it was, for me. Of course it was. Actually, I did in college. We were playing spin the bottle. And uh, we guys had to kiss guys if girls kiss girls. That was just the rule. So I was like, fine. I think it's weird. I want to see like- girls kiss girls. So let's go. <laughs> and then they spun the bottle on me and I had to kiss you know, Matthew Semrick. And I was like, he had great lips. I wasn't into Shout it, but he had, great, Simric, he had great lips. Are. We kissed each other. I was like, Hey man, you're a soft kisser. And now I know why you get all the hotties. You know, uh, I had to kiss Rourke, kissed him. Uh, anyway, back to you. Uh, yeah, I don't No, but it was not weird for me. It wasn't weird. No. You kind of get used to it where you're like, Oh no, yeah. I love this person. No. Yeah. But also it's like, it's the work, you know? I mean, that's the, that's the thing about, actors my husband's an actor too and you know we gotta kiss other people you just gotta get used to it do you ever go home and go god it was really great kissing that guy <laughs> why the fuck would i do that i know how rude would that <laughs> oh be my god. could you imagine it's like but you know what it's it, i'll tell you what there is something to be said about like people go people always the response from actors that i've talked to is like, it's a job man it's just a job i'm just no, going there and i've seen people not have it be more than a job like i i see i've seen people have things develop you know it is a job you just have to like you have to be truthful and professional and professional yes but i'm just saying like those days where i didn't kiss Kristen crook on smallville uh i'm not saying those were maybe they were worse days than the days where I actually had to kiss her. It wasn't a bad thing that I had to kiss her. I didn't, Shout out to I, Chris. I was professional. She knows. She knows. I always joke about it. But I'm like, you know, it doesn't suck. You know, all I care is fresh breath, man. That's my thing. Oh, that's me too. If and you have f- bad breath, you'll, oh, I'm out. Listen, I will literally have a, conver- a sidebar conversation with her makeup artist. And I'll be like, I'm, I'm excuse me. I'm like, can you please? And I, 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 I've been known to ask people like, hey, so we have kissing scene. Would you mind just like brushing your teeth before? Flossing, flossing, turpentine, whatever you yeah, need. Yeah, girl, you know? that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, just take it down the throat. Yeah, there's not nothing worse than when you have a sex scene and you're just like, oh boy. And people, do, okay, they don't get it. So I had this. All right, so so on Spartacus, this actor who. He would go and run around the fucking Ludus, like, like gotta get my jet, gotta get my muscles, you know, up. He'd run around nude? No, like run around the Ludus. Which oh, the Ludus. The, like, right? And I'm like, <laughs> dude is sweating. Smelling? Smelling. Oh. And, I'm, and I've lit, I'm like, can you, someone get the X body spray or whatever musk, like whatever. That's unprofessional. Uses. So unprofessional. That's unprofessional. Like so unprofessional. And like sweet. And then you've got to like, I was, so I'm with you. Yeah. Please. I'm, I'm very. I, I, yeah. It just, 
BO and like mouth odor. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. Get Wherever it you are, for whomever, yeah. get it together. Yeah. Um, I have to ask you about the Morgan Freeman project, the District Ooh. Six, yeah. because I saw some. Did, have you you've obviously met him? Because <laughs> you have this project. The God. The, the, listen. Well, it's, Leslie. Oh, my Lord. Leslie so, and Brandt. It's wild to know that. I, and I, I'm going to geek out. Geek out, man. I have to geek out. So it's wild to know, you know, you have this idea and it's about your community and your people and it's about like history and like a place where your mother grew up and you write it down seven years ago and then you just keep telling the story, telling the story and then you go to Morgan Freeman's production company and they're like, we love it. Like eight years later. Working with it cool uh, with my that? with my partner who's Irish, Adrian Adrian Cunningham from Vancouver. See, look at right? your accent. Hello, Adrian, Adrian Cunningham from Vancouver. Um, so well, he's from Dublin actually. Oh. Um, so, but him and I, you know, this Irish and South African kind of coming together, and it was it's wonderful. We are in where we're at right now is we found a writer. You, you, you've got projects like in development. Yeah, you know what yeah. this process is like, it's, right? Yeah. I have full respect for it. It's tough, man. It's I tough. have so many projects that I just love, and I'm like, why isn't this selling, or why is this taking yeah. so long? Or you just you don't get it, and you just go, hey, man, yeah. do this because you love it, and if something happens with it, yeah. so be it. So it's a very personal story. It's never been told before. It's actually the the area that it takes place in, District Six, is what the movie District Nine was based on. Um, but it's, but what we're leaning into, and it is set in, you know, a pod state, but what we're really leaning into is the joy that people had despite what was happening around them. So I think we've, you know, especially these last two years, you've seen a lot of trauma, porn, TV. That's, it's just too much. It's not, it's why I think Ted Lasso has done so well. You know, it's just like a really inspiring, heartfelt show that's funny and that's good. Makes you feel good. Right. You know? Um, I mean, people say that I have I have to see it. Do you watch it? Fucking Do you great. like football? Jesus. Like real football where you use your feet? Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Come on. No, I guess I do. I mean, I do. I like I like sports. I'll check it out. Yeah, you know? it's funny. Um, and but yeah, so we're leaning more, you know, into that and telling, you know, stories from Africa that are not just depressing. Like we're just we're as a continent we're more than that we're more than famine and poverty and war and like it's a beautifully rich continent that has many different countries, <laughs> yeah, with many different cultures. What, what's that movie? Uh, it won an Oscar. Tootsie. No, no, maybe that did win an Oscar. But South it was African. Benigo. What's that? he's an Italian actor, and it was through the Holocaust and through World War Two. Oh, he's with life this, is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Ah. So you know how he's always trying to make things light and yes. happy and fun during the yes. horrible times. Yes. So in a sense, like that, but not as not as dark. It, well, we're going to be truthful to what was happening, right? But it's a beautiful love story between two sisters. Um you know, female focused and, um, uh, the, the writer that we're, that we're talking to her movie, Barakat is, uh, the official selection for South Africa for the Oscars and the, and the international film section. And she did 
a very similar thing in that she took a Muslim family and just told a really heartfelt story, but they just happen to be Muslim. Like it's not a, it's just a family story, right? right? And I think, you know, for coming from where I come from and now living in the States, we are so fortunate that we grow up surrounded by, you know, this community of District 6 had Christian, atheist, Jews, Muslim, anyone and everyone, Protestants, whatever, like living together harmoniously from people from all walks of life, different races, like they exist, their their mere existence was defiance to the government, right? Mm -hmm. And that says something about the human spirit and what we're able to overcome. Um, So, and then I think there's also a great opportunity as we've seen with, you know, shows like Watchmen where you can educate people within the first five minutes of your pilot on, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Black Wall Street. And you, but you do it from an, from an, inter, you know, it's entertaining, right. but also you learn history. And then that's all people were talking about. Did you know that that happened? Do you, you know, like that well, that is. That's existed. something. It's amazing how most people don't realize exactly. a lot of the events that happen in history. Exactly. I'm, I'm probably one of them. There's some things that I'm just like, oh, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. And I should. There's so many things. Are you a big documentary watcher? I love documentaries. Yeah, me too. I love documentaries. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We, we, uh, we'll compare. Maybe you'll send me some to watch. Yeah. I'll send you some to watch. Did you watch Misha and the Wolves recently? No. <gasps> Is it good? It's. You have to email me that. Yeah. Email yeah. me that. I've got some too that that are deep water. I think it's called. Ooh. It's about these these sailors in 1969 that they race around the world and they start in England and it's, it will take them a year. Oh wow! And they all start at different times, but it's all based on the fastest time and who will you know have the fastest time to do it. And this one guy who's more of a weekend sailor, he shouldn't have been on the boat. And oh, yeah. he and you're by yourself. You don't have any crew. You're all alone out to sea for a year. A year. And you use, you know, uh, you journal and you record things. Uh, and it's his story. He's and like, I dear, won't say dear anything. God, what have I done? <laughs> it is. Like, I got goosebumps even thinking about it. I've seen it twice. And oh, it's wow. just like. I just love the trailer. Donald Crowhurst sailed around the world and into oblivion. Or some <laughs> shit like that. I forgot what it was. Donald Crowhurst. But you have wow. to see that. It's I, really I, good. I'm into it. I'm into it. All right. These are, uh, this is uh, shit talking with Leslie Ann Brandt. Talk some shit. This is uh, patrons, my lovable patrons. You go to patreon.com slash society. You support the podcast. These are people that do that and they have questions. So okay. they could be rapid fire. Okay. Dana asks, any chance of now? I always know as as Maze is Mazikeen. Mm-hmm. It's Mazikeen, right? Yep. Any chance of Mazikeen spinoff? I think that would be dope as f. Listen, you wanna? I don't know. Raise your social media. <laughs> it's <laughs> happened before. <laughs> I say anything can happen, but you know, for our show and our world, I think we ended on a good, you know, vibe, but. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a show. Maybe like a movie, like a Netflix movie or something. I don't know. All right. Sebastian K. In real life, are you an angel or a demon? <laughs> I, I, just knowing you, I'd probably say somewhere in between. I'm South African. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> I'm South African. Figure it out. Danny, fantastic guest. Would love to hear her thoughts on filming the musical episode of Lucifer. Her version of Bad to the Bone is amazing. Uh, See? You know, I... I Honest to God, I was really scared about that episode because 
I was like, are we, are we jumping the shark? Is it like, <laughs> are we yeah. like doing that thing? Like why, why are like, you know, and we are a very musical show. You know, Tom sings, the playlist is like a huge part. But I will say it was fun. Um, it was really fun to do. I, I had got to learn choreography and, you know, um, I was not sure about the mashup between TLC and Bad to the Bone. I was like, ooh, how is this going to work? You know, but that's just typical actor shit. Right. We're judging the minute we get the page. Judge, 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 judge. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot, it was of, a fun lot of fun to shoot, yeah. Able F, what is the best and worst memory that is attached to a potential paranormal slash supernatural experience you have had growing up from South Africa to across the globe? What? I, I have no idea, but that was the question. What is the best, worst memory best that is attached to a potential paranormal supernatural experience that you have had growing up from South Africa to across the globe i i've never I, had you a have paranormal never, you've never had a supernatural something that you're like oh my god this is weird how did this happen how is this no nothing no. you've had nothing weird happen no. i guess they asked that because the whole lucifer thing and they're yeah, thinking maybe. paranormal I don't supernatural think I've had any nothing like, that scared haunting. you like how did it nothing no was south africa supposed to be a haunted country we have demons <laughs> south africa has demons I mean, yes, they were the government. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. Perfect. Uh, you Perfect know. answer for that one. Will F, eyebrow scar. Real. Real or fake? Real. Real. Brother, 11 years old, had a mug. He was like a, in his walking ring or whatever. And he's like, wee, wee. And Blood everywhere. Me, and I was like, ah. And typical South African dad, it's fine. Just put some water on it. Yeah, you'll be okay. Never got stitches, but it healed. My dad did that with my lips, split my lip open. A garage door, a piece of glass came down from the garage and split my lip open. This one's from hockey, but, and he's like, you're fine. I'm like, dad, I'm gushing blood. He's like, no, he's so cheap. He wouldn't even take me to the doctor. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was cheap. No, my, well, I don't think it was that my parents were cheap. They really couldn't afford it. <laughs> they just couldn't afford it. They just right. really couldn't afford it. But, uh. But it healed in like a perfect line. So, you know, it, mm. I love it because it reminds me of my brother. <laughs> I love go. him. Little Lisa, what time period would you travel to if you were given a time machine? Hmm. Well, not the Roman times because I'd be a slave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I've always loved like the 70s you know just in terms of like fashion like music hippie-ish laid yeah. back free yeah 60s yeah. 70s yeah i you mean know, yeah a lot of that depends on your race too about how fun <laughs> those <laughs> that's true things would be you know but uh yeah i love that like i grew up on my parents old like sort of 70s 80s music you what's know? your favorite song or favorite artist or top Ooh. three or, or someone you've really listened to oh that's i'm like major adele fan major really yes but i'm talking old school like okay. 70s like what your parents were in okay so i grew up listening to you're gonna laugh i grew up listening to the carpenters love the carpenters yes. Rainy days and always. there's yeah. another song that they have I love, uh, I grew up with like 
Aretha Franklin, you know, um, Barry White, Teddy Pendergrass. Um, my grandfather loved Old Blue Eyes. Um, you Frankie know, Sinatra. Yeah. Um, music was always a big part of like what what you know was happening in my house. For, it's called For All We Know. Oh. Do you know oh, it? Oh yes. You do. I probably have it on my phone. Here we go. Come on, Rosemo. Look at the two of us, strangers in many ways. All right, that's Karen. it. Oh, um, what a great song, yes. huh? Yeah, the Carpenters. We've, we have a, we've got a lifetime to say I knew you well. Oh my god! What a great line. Yeah. You've got a lifetime to say I knew you well. This has been really fun. This is good. Did you have fun? Oh my gosh! This is so, so easy. It is. I mean, it's it's nice when it's easy. Wait. So what did Welling tell you about me? Uh, let me see. I got it right here. He says, "Badass." He's a badass. <laughs> uh, you know, you play a bounty hunter. You totally pull it off. He doesn't know if you were pregnant or you just had it. Just had it. Were you pregnant? Just had the baby. Just had. Pregnant or just had it? Uh, he doesn't know, but he says uh, how you jumped into the role. One scene, you had a knife fight after being around you. He said you were so intense that she might actually stab him. That's hilarious. He was concerned, but says so much fun. Loves you. Loves your husband. So, Aww. do you remember that knife scene? Yeah, yeah. I love. Were you well. pregnant at the time, or you... I just come back? So that's see, and yeah, you just I went just right for it. The old tenderloins were still tender. Are you um, fun on set? Like, I mean, after a take, do you snap into fun Leslie Ann Brandt? Are yeah, you, are you still goof, a demon? No, we goof around a oh, lot. Oh, you do. That's important. No, but. no, no. We goof around a lot. But I will say uh, when I'm in it or where I'm like, when my character's being aggressive or whatever, it's not hard for me to channel that part. And I just think that that's just my South Africanness. It's just girls are raised to like cut you from birth right watch you bleed out that's <laughs> right <laughs> yeah because we have to know but i love welling and i love jess we uh we hung out with him at the polo and we were laughing because we're like look at us we're just parents we have a date ourselves we could have like yummy champagne all we're doing is talking about how obsessed we are with our kids because we, lo <laughs> we love them and we miss them and it's been an hour that's nice i know I what's know. next anything coming up or are you just kind of taking a minute to breathe we're so I have both those projects in development and then oh, yeah, there's some right. things, you know, stirring. Hence, I couldn't come the other day. But um, yeah, you met with a big director. Mm, Can't say who it was. Mm, so, you know, <laughs> you can't even uh, say that. <laughs> well, let's so, just see what happens. We'll just see, you know. But uh, but yeah, I'm in that great phase where you can take you finish the show for six years and, yes. you know, you want to don't feel like kind of see to, what just... the next thing is. Yeah. 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 I like it. Yeah. This Ryan, do you have anything? This is really fun. Yeah, what you got, Ryan? What do I have? Nothing. Nothing. Um, I wish I had something. I really wish I prepared something. What was the last song you sang in your car? Ooh, Adele. Adele. What yeah. song? Um, a Woman Like Me. Oh. Uh, you gave some attitude. Of the you a woman Like Me. <laughs> you gave that you stank look right had. after I never had a woman like me. See, that's yeah. one of the Sorry. new ones. That's one of the new ones. I don't know yeah. any of the new ones. I just know. Yeah. Rolling in the deep. <laughs> I so badly want to go to see her in Vegas, but it's like redonkulously expensive. 
I saw her at the Lakers game what? last week. She was just sitting there. I was like, oh, there's Adele. She's cool. Do you know I've never been to a basketball game? Really? Ever. I got to do that. Well, maybe I'll, uh, I'll take you do and you, your hubby. Do you got, do you got hookups? Come I, on. I, 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 I'm not bragging, but I do, I do have a hookup. Come on. Dude. A little come, hookup. Come through. Come uh, through. I have to go to the game with you, though. Come. Let's go. <laughs> Inviting me to the game? But <laughs> yeah, I, let's go. I would love we'll that. take your seat. Yeah. And, uh, now you can sit with me. I get no, fun. Yeah. Uh, That'd be fun. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. You I think you'd have a blast. Yeah, I'd love to meet Chris. Where are you from? Uh, I was born in New York, grew up in Indiana, southern Indiana. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's so at East I don't Coast have a, really a New York accent. I could turn it on when I go, you know, a little bit. He's Massachusetts, lived in New York for like. Pack your cat and have it yet, kind of guy. What? Pack your cat and have it yet. Is that how they talk? I don't know. Did no. Really? New Yorkers are <laughs> no, turning no, off. No, no, Boston. A, I thought I said, ba- oh, Boston. Yeah, pack your cat and have it yet. Has, my brother-in-law lives in Boston. Really? Does he Quincy. talk like that? Quincy, no. He's from Massachusetts. His wife's from Quincy. Julie, she's got, my sister-in-law, she's got, she, uh, what does she say always? Fish and chips? Was it fish and chips thing you said? No. she's. <laughs> I love that. She has a saying. Oh, God, I forget. But no, her, her accent is like. That's, S- a, that's say, one that I like. Say fish and chips again. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. Don't worry. Uh, I love this. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of you today. Of course. Uh, hopefully you'll come back. I will. Anytime. Awesome. This is a blast. <laughs> Thanks. I think uh, if you like that episode, I urge you to say, hey, you know what? Rosenbaum's not bad. Let's uh, follow him on the uh, Twitter and, the, uh, and subscribe and write a review. I liked her. I liked her too. I yeah. did. She was a joy. You always remember the really good interviews or the interviews where you like someone. Yeah. It's not that I don't like anyone. No. But I liked her. No, she had good stories and, you know. She did. South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had some really great stories. She just it seems like just a fun person to be around. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoy the episode, like I said, write a review, subscribe. We can go watch on YouTube, subscribe there, follow us. We have a Clips channel, too. Um, so you can watch highlights of episodes later on in the week if you know you didn't get around to. But I hope you watch the episode. That's that's the most important thing. We want to keep this podcast going. Um, join Patreon to support the podcast in many other ways. I love the community. Thank you. Patreon.com slash inside of you. And if you're still listening, listen to the very beginning. And I talk about the cons and I talk about the inside of you online store and all that. But right now we're going to get into. By the way, I was at the Magic Castle. This last uh, last night. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a member at the Magic Castle, and nice. I saw some magic, Ryan, at the Magic Castle. Let me tell you something. What I've never seen. Uh, I've been to the Magic Castle probably four times. I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of magic. I saw something last night. This guy Johnny Palmville or Johnny <laughs> Johnny Knoxville. No, Johnny he just got hit something. In the nuts over and Palmer. Over. Johnny Palmer. Something older mm-hmm. gentleman. Sleight of hand. I've never seen anything like it. I've never, ever seen anything like it. Me, my friends, a gasp. It, it was just astonishing what he was doing. He had this thing where there's these three cups and people turn it over and they turn it back. And then there's three chickens, little chickens in there. And you're like, there's no way he did it. He made a deal with the devil. He made a GD deal with the devil. That's a goddamn warlock. <laughs> It was, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to bring you to the Magic Castle, you and Amanda. We've and, been with you before. Yes, but we're going to go again when, okay. he's, when he's there. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's just awesome. Oh, man.
Let's give a shout out to all the top tier patrons who support this podcast in extra ways. I love you all. Thanks for uh, bringing this show to life and keeping it around. Nancy D, Leah S, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Nico P, Robert B, Jason W, Kristen K, Allison L, Raj C, Joshua D, CJP, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jen S, Jamal F, Janelle B, Kimberly E, Mike E, L, Dan Supremo. 99 more, Ramira, Santiago M, Chad W, Liam P, Janine R, Maya P, Maddie S, Belinda N, Chris H, Dave H, Spider-Man. Chase. You got yeah. you damn right. Mm-hmm. Sheila. G. Brad D, Ray H. Correct. Tabitha. T. Tom N. Liliana A. Talia M. Betsy D. Chad L. Rochelle. Marion. Meg K. Trav L. Dan N. Big Stevie. W. Correct. Angel M. Rhiannon C. Corey K. Super. Sam. Correct. Dev. Nexon. Correct. Michelle A. Jeremy C. Andy T. Cody R. Gav. Minator. Correct. Amundo. Ryan. Mm. David C. John B. Brandy D. Vor. Vor is correct. Camille S. The C. The C. Joey M, Willie F, Adelaide N, Omar I. We have uh, Lena N, Design OTG, Eugene and Leah, Chris P, Nikki G, Corey, Patricia, Heather L. We've got uh, the last few here. Say the last for best, best mm-hmm. for last. Oh, yeah. So they're all the best. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got Jake B, James B, Bob at Ed A. Ed A. Ed A. Space A. Ed A. Ed A. Uh, Alla, Abel. Abel, I got it. I finally got it. It's Abel. It is Abel. Great. Like Cain and Abel. I've been messing this this person's name up for quite some time. Uh, Joshua B, Tony G, Sean R, Megan T, Mel S, Orlando C, John B, Caroline R, Darren B, Rob E, Paul C, Christine Ace S, Ace, Sarah S, Eric H, Spring, Jennifer R, mm-hmm. Hannah H, and Dylan T. You guys make this podcast possible. I couldn't do it without you. I love you. Thank you, Cumulus, Westwood One. Thank you, my man Ryan, right here, thick and thin, almost knocking shit over. You almost knocked Jason Voorhees over. <laughs> it's, a, it's a theme. That's a theme that happens quite often. Uh-huh. People almost knock his shit over. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks to uh, my producer, Bryce. Couldn't do it without you, buddy. And uh, Jason. Jason, you edit the shit out of this show, and uh, uh, I really appreciate you. You got to come hang with us sometime, for God's sakes, Jason. All right. Uh, that's about that wraps it up, wraps us up. Mm-hmm. Um, from myself, Michael Rosenbaum, here in the Hollywood Hills of California. Hollywood Hills, California. Right here. Right here. We love you guys. Have a great week, man. Be good to yourselves. I always say it, but uh, don't be so hard on yourselves. Take a deep breath. Let's all take a deep breath. Two, three. Not everything's that important. Sorry, I was yawning through the deep breath. Did part. you yawn? You yeah. got a good yawn? Good. I got a good, good. yawn. That's good. <laughs> Ryan and I need a nap. We've done a lot of stuff today. Yeah. Need a nap. We love you. Join us next week. Um, please join us and follow us and subscribe. Thank you. Bye. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.